Welcome, everyone. Um, I have to admit that uh, this is a new format for me. I'm used to being in a room and being able to look at everyone's eyeballs and kind of read their faces. So um, bear with me. Um, but I am excited to, again, share this model that we're using here in Bucks County called Morning Conversations. And just to let you know a little bit about who we are, we are a community action agency um, in Bucks County. And we're established as part of Lyndon Johnson's War on Poverty in 1965. Um, we have various client service sites across our county. And our funding comes from various sources like the Community Services Block Grant. But the main thing I'd like to share with you today is our strategic priority and why we started the model of morning conversations. Um, I've been a licensed uh, social worker, but also a Bridges trainer, a certified trainer, I think since 2006. And since that time, uh, we have trained over 1,700 people in Bucks County on Bridges. And everyone would say it was a great training and glad that they participated. But we began to question, are people really utilizing the concepts and strategies in their daily work? Um, when we look at the triple lens, my question was, you know, how are they impacting folks living in economic instability at the individual level? And then we felt once we got the individual level down, we could begin to change the institution, institutional level and then the community level. So our goal was to design a model to engage our community, the folks that have had Bridges training, and how to further the dialogue so that they could begin to use the strategies and concepts with the people that they work with. So how we developed it basically is um, uh, we wanted to create a learning community. That was our goal. And we wanted our work to be relational uh, with the folks that, that we have uh, relationships with throughout the county. Um, the other thing we wanted to do as well is talk about best practice. What is the best practice for folks living in economic instability? And how can we make the folks working with them? How can we offer a space and time where we can begin to identify ways that could build more meaning into their work? Uh, being in the field for a long time, there's a lot of jaded perspective. And our goal was to begin to uh, create a clinical space where people could use these strategies and show them how and hopefully make their work uh, more meaningful and set a standard for uh, working with folks living in economic instability. So in our implementation, uh, one thing that we knew we didn't want to be was Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, wah, wah. Um, we didn't want to talk a lot. Uh, we wanted to um, engage a lot. And when we look at um, conversation, uh, we wanted to facilitate that. We wanted it to be personal. We wanted it to be meaningful. And we most definitely wanted, to, wanted it to be courageous. Um, this is courageous work that we do. And um, we don't often have those spaces and time to have conversation about that and to actually practice strategies that might help us move through that. Um, so we wanted to create a deeper understanding of what Bridges and that work is all about. Um, implementation, again, um, I generally uh, hold the um, 
conversations once a month. Uh, we start at 8 o'clock. Uh, I want to get it done at the beginning of the day, and then that would free people up to uh, go and do their work. Um, I stick to one hour. I start on time, and we end on time. Um, like I said, it's once a month. And we started this model in 2016. Uh, we had 91 people attend throughout the course of that year. And in 2017, we had about 73 attend uh, so far. Um, that's not a complete number yet. But uh, I generally find that folks who resonate towards the Bridges material come pretty much every month. Um, and they invite people uh, with them. Other staff come with them as well. So I have my eight, nines, and tens that uh, show up. Um, in terms of uh, some of the strategies that we've focused on in these conversations, uh, mental models. Um, it is, I say it all the time, mental models and the use of mental models in your daily work is a game changer. Um, mental models just, they do everything to, to begin to bring those abstract things concretely and begin to identify ways to have meaningful conversations with clients. Um, I have found that the folks here in Bucks just, they love mental models and it's such a joy to have them come to a morning conversation. In fact, I had one this morning, a woman who is a volunteer at our Code Blue shelter has been working with this homeless gentleman and she's been coming to morning conversations and she, has been using mental models with him. And she brings them to the morning conversation and we talk about it. And it has just been a game changer for uh, the work that we do. We talk about what it means to build resources. How do we help clients build those resources in one of the richest counties in the state of Pennsylvania? Um, hidden rules, definitely, we review. Uh, this morning we talked about food insecurity. So we reviewed the hidden rules of food and what that means. Um, and definitely we've spoken about stability versus instability and the theory of change. The other thing um, in terms of expanding morning conversations, um, in our staff meeting at the Opportunity Council, uh, we have what we call a bridges moment, um, where we take 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, maybe half an hour, depending on how it relates to a case. And we talk about um, how to incorporate bridges into the work. And we review concepts and strategies. And recently, um, the training committee of our COC in Bucks County wants to have uh, 15 minutes of those monthly, every other month meetings have best practice moments. And you can be certain that we will talk about you know, bridges and some of the things that, that we're doing with the homeless population and using those models. Um, the reception that we've gotten from doing this in, in these past two years, um, the participant feedback from the uh, practitioners that have been coming, um, it changes their perspective. Uh, they feel that they have peer support within this model. Uh, they build relationship. They build relationship of mutual respect with other agency peers. And the neat thing that we've been finding in these uh, conversations is that the group practices insistence, high expectation, and support. 
I have consistently said to staff that I would never ask you to do anything with a client that you wouldn't be willing to do yourself. And to, to really look at that and say, you know, don't do it because I said so. Let's do it together. So we practice insistence, high expectation, and support with one another that has been um, pretty meaningful for the group. Um, folks realize that they are not alone in their work. And, you know, agencies are busy and there's not always time to, um, you know, have supervision or have, you know, group work around um, the goals and strategies that we want to use. So um, they realize that they're not alone and they can come and share some of the things that they've been struggling with. Um, definitely it enforces um, what the folks have learned in uh, the Bridges training and it, it helps change to happen. Um, and to see that, I think, reinvigorates um, the reason why folks signed up to do what they're doing. Um, we can see change happening in people's lives, and that certainly um, helps us move along in our work. Um, the best thing, too, that, that folks have expressed and that I personally like about Bridges, it's practical. It is the most practical um, information and strategies and conceptual pieces of information that I've received um, in terms of working with people directly. Um, it's, it's a practical application and I can resonate to that. I get a lot of things that come through in my home as a licensed uh, social worker of trainings that maybe aren't so practical for me in working with folks one-on-one. -on -one. So we like the practical application. And it helps us apply theory that we instinctively know, but we don't always name. And that has been um, good as well. When we uh, look at the future, um, in terms of our Bridges community and our planning and what we're going to do, uh, we want to increase opportunity for conversations. I think our goal going forward is we would like to create with our partner agencies an MOU that says, you know, if you partner with us, Opportunity Council, if we partner with the Career Link or a Women's Place, we'll provide you with two full day Bridges trainings. Um, we'll provide you with four morning conversations, that's quarterly, where I can we can come and, and talk to your staff about their learning and the work that they're doing. And we'll do a, a poverty simulation. Um, the poverty simulation is another way to engage people in, in the reality of what it means to live in economic instability. So we want to real, really have intentional partnerships um, and offer an MOU to folks and have them have more than just bridges, but that, that we want to carry the torch and continue uh, with conversations and a poverty simulation. Um, so we've set that up actually with two agencies so far, and it's been going very well. Uh, one in particular is the Career Link, um, the Pennsylvania Career Link. We've been able to uh, set up that partnership with them, and uh, I've been able to incorporate um, workplace stability training in that as well. And we've done a training with employers, and I've done a training with staff, and it has been, you know, a good integration of all of what AHA Process offers. Uh, thirdly. Um, 
we want to consider facilitating a morning conversation via teleconference. This is our first try at that. So hopefully uh, we'll get some good feedback and some learning from this first experience. Um, the other reason why we want to facilitate a teleconference as well is Bucks County, some, some trivia or fun fact, is the longest county in the state of Pennsylvania from top to bottom. Uh, that is a challenge for clients, but it is also a challenge for uh, agencies and the staff that work with those clients. To get from one end to the other is, is quite a feat for everybody. So teleconference would allow more people to participate. And then again, the third thing in our future planning is we want to offer, you know, what I call a bridges moment. We don't have to call it that, but, you know, a moment where we can begin to engage in some meaningful dialogue about the work that we do. Um, one of the um, significant things that I've done in various groups is, you know, people get stuck and, and I've gone around the room and I've said, how how many years of experience do you have in the field? And I would write down the number and then the next person and the next person and come to find out we're in a room with over 150 years of experience. And that that's pretty significant. And just to remind people that, that you know, this is good stuff and um, this is a way that we can uh, invigorate uh, your learning and, and your work with families. So that's my story. Um, I would love for uh, some questions, um, some feedback, thoughts, comments. Um, it's kind of hard to have conversation through the web, but I'm sure we can do it because there's probably a lot of people who have um, years of experience in doing this. So any questions or comments or thoughts? Okay, it looks like our first question from Claudia Peebler. She wants to uh, talk a little more about workplace, sorry, workplace stability training. I am trained in workplace stability oh. and have facilitated a conversation or a, a training with our CareerLink staff. Um, oh, I think wonderful. we had about 10 or 12 employers there. Um, it was good. I, you know, it was only the second time that I uh, facilitated the workplace stability training and um, it was a little bumpy, but the second time went a little bit better. It, it's just a different way of thinking in, in terms of what the employer would think. And uh, we're going to offer a few more of those. And I think once we get our feet pretty grounded, but Lynn, you probably have some more comments about that as well. I'm happy to, to give a little bit more background for those of you that are learning about workplace stability. And that is... Uh, the book that came out a couple of years ago that Ruth Weirich took the constructs of Bridges Out of Poverty and she reframed them through the lens of employers because employers don't want to think of themselves as social service agencies, but they have employees that are living in unstable um, situations and environments. And so workplace stability really helps employers begin to understand what they can provide in a workplace so that their employees are stable enough to remain on the job, they don't walk off, they have more productivity, and in the reality is it helps the bottom line of the business. So that's really workplace stability. There's a workshop and a certified training for that. If you're interested in working with your employers in your areas, please just send an email. I'm happy to talk more with you. Um, it also leads into getting ahead in the workplace. So. Lots of things coming together to bring the business sector into the bridges model. 
I saw a question about um, a sample agenda and what would be the first conversation, um, what topic would, would you start with if you were going to try uh, to do this. Um, I don't have an agenda. Um, like I said, it's a conversation, so it's not you know, formal in any way, but I do, each time I do it, I generally have just a few slides of a PowerPoint. Um, this one I did this morning, I showed Ruby's uh, video on food. Uh, she had a new video on about, you know, the holidays and food and all of that. So we looked at that. I uh, framed uh, some questions and I, um, you know, just put some facts down. We reviewed the, the mental models of poverty and middle class and wealth around food. So there's really no set agenda, but the first uh, strategy that I would look at or would recommend is mental models. Start with that. How do you use mental models in your daily work with, with families? Um, I got to admit that um, staff, you know, it was it was quite a learning curve, um, but it it has been a game changer. And when I went to the uh, addressing the challenges of poverty conference, um, Teresa said, "Give the client the pen and the paper," and and that that's really true to form. I mean, that that's the way you learn, and that's the way you can offer the best help by understanding. Uh, Katrina is asking, uh, what are your thoughts on working with staff who have difficulty working with students from poverty and meeting their overall needs? Um, I had the uh, good fortune, and we'll have it again this year, that our Central Bucks school system um, invited uh, myself and another uh, Bridges trainer on our staff to come and be a part of their in-service training. It was just like an hour and a half, I think, overview. And um, it, it was really interesting, <laughs> um, and they've invited me to come back, so it must have gone over well. But it, it was they re, you know they resonated towards the material. Um, I encourage them to for this district to contact Aha Process and have Ruby come. But um, I think that um, you know there's great opportunity in, in our school systems here in Bucks to have. Uh, more work done with uh, staff who are working with children in poverty. In fact, our Central Bucks uh, school system just hired a social worker, um, which is, you know, the first time they've ever done that. So that's encouraging. Okay, so Sharon asked me, how did you initiate the process of offering morning conversations? So, um, like I said, I've been doing the training since like 2006, seven, and we had a list of all the people that have come. So what we did was we compiled a listserv and we, um, our first flyer went out to those people inviting them to come. And of course I always joke that if I threw a party, I'm always afraid no one will show up, but people came and that's basically how we got started. Uh, word of mouth as well. Um, but uh, we, we just developed a flyer. You can see on the PowerPoint slide, I have a, a coffee cup there. Um, that's on the flyer. And, and, you know, I don't provide food or anything. Just bring your coffee and we'll talk. And I think our first session had about 12 or 15 people. Um, and, and I've been consistently getting about 
10 to 12 every month. And word of mouth, obviously, after that spread. And people have come that have not had a Bridges training. I don't deny anyone not to come. It's recommended that they have it, but I'm not going to turn anybody away. But it is best that the folks that do come have the Bridges training. I appreciate the opportunity to be with everyone. All right. Well, Thank all you. you a... Thanks, Tammy. Yep. Thank you.